Good morning, Pensacola. Andrew McKay and the Pensacola Morning News starts right now. Hands, touching hands, reaching out, touching me, touching you. So uh, I think that was a 14 to zero at that point. Georgia over FSU, um, and then into the second quarter. Milton, right into the end zone. Oh, sorry, that was His the score to follow up the day. long drive. And then, um, well, FSU did with their backup quarterback, uh, Glenn Brock, uh, did manage to uh, throw some pretty impressive catches, 55 yards to uh, Portier. Play action here with time. You talk about confidence. He wants a shot. What a play by Portier. How about it? Brock Glenn finding himself a bit. Yeah, so that's good. It's a good little news note for the possibility of him uh, playing in the future. But then, you know. Edwards, this is getting too easy for the Georgia running game. Straight ahead into the end zone. Yeah, this is getting too easy for the running game. And that was, so they scored there. That made it 21-3 to at that point. 21-3. to It wasn't completely out of control yet. But on the kickoff... Georgia, three rushing touchdowns. Span on the return. Taken down. Ball is out. And Georgia has recovered. Oh, no. So when they tackle the runner and get the ball out and then recover it, and then on the very next play from the 28, run a trick play, it's a lateral pass, a little bit of a backward pass to Lad McConkey, who's then going to throw it, you figure. But there's a defensive hold against the likely receiver that he would have had. But no worries. He's just going to run all the way across the field and all the way into the other side end zone for a touchdown. It's only the second fumble recovery for Georgia this season. Here's the lateral pass. Looking, 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 looking. I'm going to run. I'm going to keep running. And he's going to weave his way into open space. Oh. Look at I mean, yes, if you're a Georgia fan, but no, if you're an FSU fan or any part of the known universe that thought that great injustice was done to them. Uh, and then this is the last one. I promise if you're an FSU fan, I won't make you suffer anymore. Yes, Edwards. They come back with Smith, and Smith is going to trot right in. On the inside wide receiver screen, Arian Smith with a 12-yard touchdown. Okay, so 63-3. Um, to The <laughs> Worst margin, biggest margin of victory in a bowl game ever. Um, featuring a game where it was all of the Georgia starters against the um, the FSU high school affiliate team. Um, <laughs> now, li- listen, it's so, you know, you know going into this that a lot of FSU players were going to sit out. You knew going into this also that it wasn't going to be the game you were hoping for. 
And because because most of the universe was kind of hoping, other than basically than Georgia fans and Alabama fans, uh, Georgia because well they're in the game, and Alabama fans because they were hoping to put to rest this uh, controversy about the college football playoff selection committee, obviously picking them over FSU to be in the Final Four, and um, everybody else was hoping FSU would win this game in spite of it all. That was kind of the hope, uh, any rational hope to be sure, but that was the hope. But that did not happen. And they got destroyed in a game where I think it wasn't I think it wasn't even 23 in the end. I think it was 25 opt outs, including 14 starters. So what does this show? Well, as some rather silly people on line like to say, um, this proves the college football playoff selection committee was right. It proves nothing. I mean, are you serious? I, I actually really like the uh, the one tweet that I saw about this that you know I thought was actually a very savvy analysis. I uh, just I want to read it for you exactly because I don't have it memorized, but I thought this was a this was a particularly good one. Said that um, the onslaught of bad faith arguments about how this game validates anything about FSU's CFP candidacy are somehow even worse than the bad faith arguments to leave FSU out of the CFP in the first place, which is true, which is true. Um, on the other hand, this one was my favorite of the uh, like the defenders of Alabama, Georgia, and the CFP. The Florida State Legislature is going to pass a law saying schools can't reference or teach students about this FSU game. <laughs> like the critics say that in Florida we don't teach people the ugly parts of history. That that's funny. Um, but even though it doesn't prove anything about what a full strength, you know actual all-players FSU team would have done. It doesn't really tell you anything about whether the CFP was right or not. Um, and by the way, it kind of misses the point. The The point is not how the game turns out. The point is, what are the reasons ahead of time, right? That, that doesn't validate on the back end anyway. But I will say this. Uh, you remember a couple of years ago when UCF, uh, Central Florida, went undefeated, and then we passed a resolution to declare them the national champions, even though they did not get a chance to actually be in the playoffs? I do not think there will be many calls to make FSU the honorary NCAA champion this time around. That's probably not going to happen. But no, I mean, it's just silly. It's, um, you know, it just, it doesn't prove anything, which I would, you'd like to think people would be smart enough to realize that, but you know, whatever. 760, I know that, the, the, you know, the, um, the commentators are having a big conversation about this. And does this not prove that Georgia should have been in this? It doesn't prove that either because they didn't play a real opponent. It just it doesn't. It doesn't prove that either. It just proves nothing. Uh, but you know, I guess people like to have their arguments about nonsense. Seven sixteen here on <laughs> News Radio 923, informative, local, dependable. Jake's got traffic on the fives. Jake. Georgia versus FSU Light. Yeah. Um, <laughs> not even like I mean, they're all scholarship players, but you right. know. Yeah. Hmm. I'm not gonna blow my knee out on that game. No, uh uh-uh. uh. Right. I ten and I one ten are at posted speeds this morning. Highway ninety eight through Gulf Breeze and Navarre is flowing smoothly. Highway ninety coming out of Cantonment. I'm sorry, Highway 90 coming out of that's Milton. A good, that's a good change. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's, it's weird. Um, and uh, let's see here. Highway 29 is accident-free from the Atmore cutoff in Molino through Cantonment. Nine Mile is accident-free and not showing any delays in Car City. I tried to stay up last night. I made it to 10. Oh, yeah. And I was out. And oh, so I, was, I, I yeah. went to sleep at like 1230. Oh, wow. Yeah. We got an extra hour this morning. What's the problem? Got an extra hour. Yep. Uh, but uh, of course, yeah, I have a weird schedule. Yeah. If you see anything out there slowing you down, let me know. Call or text me on our traffic tip line 437-1620. I'm Jake Walker with Traffic on the Fives. Oh, man. I hate to have to do so. I hate to get things wrong, especially I should know by now that anytime I'm going to be snarky, I'm going to wind up having to apologize for it. I, I, 
The Sea Whiz, the anti-missile defense system that's on board mm-hmm. all the ships except for the Zomwalt, which I think we made three of and are not making any more of. What a boondoggle. Anyway, um, <laughs> I was curious if maybe it's even possible to use it against a water-based attack. Sure enough, it is. At least the upgrade that came through in like 2016. It might have been before that, but I definitely know after that it, it was. So, yes, that's not actually what they used against the boats, but... I had to make a note on my Facebook post like, yeah, even I don't know everything. So, okay, I just apologize. I got that wrong, but, you know, whatever. 718 on News Radio, and I'm not happy about it. 718 here on News Radio 92.3. If you're thinking about that next vehicle, Frontier Motors is a great place to buy good quality used cars. You know, the, the, the reason that I went to them originally had nothing to do with the fact that they were, you know, Dave Ramsey endorsed and advertiser here on the show. I just, you know, that wasn't it. I don't buy cars that way. I, you know, I buy cars because there's some particular feature, advantage, benefit that they have or some philosophy, which is true. But in this case, it was selection. They had a car that we were looking to drive, and they had it. And sort of come to find out after the fact all of the various reasons why they're such a good dealer, and part of it is the way they treat you. Part of it is the price, the quality of the car, the selection, all that. But, like, really, they specialize in exactly the kind of cars that Dave Ramsey recommends you buy, like the car that's a year or two or three years old with, you know, low miles so far, a lot of miles left. Right in great condition, a car that they can really stand behind, a car that's basically like new, except that it's just not brand new. That's what we bought. That's what they specialize in. They don't sell the junkers, the clunkers, the you know the car you hope is going to work. They sell you the car that you know is going to work. Frontier Motors, serving the Pensacola community for more than 25 years, behind the big Buffalo on Beverly Parkway. Be sure to tell them Andrew McKay says hi. Here's today's strength for life with your host, Pastor James C. Johnson. Who is Jesus? Some people say he was a prophet or a rabbi. Some say he was just an interesting historical figure. Really, the question, who is Jesus, is the most important question facing mankind. He wasn't just Jesus of Nazareth, but he was more than that. The Bible explains that he is Jesus the Christ. He is the anointed one, the Messiah. Jesus isn't just a prophet, but he is the prophet. He is the one that Isaiah prophesied would be born of a virgin. Jesus is Emmanuel, God with us. He is wonderful counselor, the mighty God, the everlasting father, and the prince of peace. Who is Jesus? The best answer is he is God. I encourage you to rejoice in him and give your life to him today. That was James C. Johnson. He serves as the pastor of North Stone Baptist Church in Pensacola, Florida. For more Strength for Life, please visit our website, strengthforlife.church. Attention business and homeowners. Are you tired of that red dirt driveway? Are your customers having to dodge potholes or even worse, avoiding your business? Let Patriotic Paving and Maintenance pave a way to a better business and a better curb appeal. Patriotic is veteran owned and operated and servicing the entire Gulf Coast and offers seal coating, line striping, patching, and full paving, both asphalt and concrete or residential and commercial. Get a free quote today or get more information at PatrioticPavingLLC.com. That's Patriotic Paving. Advertising, marketing, digital marketing, these are words you hear a lot about. But what exactly do they mean? How do you get started? Where do you get started? Well, you can start by tuning in to the Pensacola Expert Panel this morning at 1030. Join me, Tasca King. I'll show you how to navigate the changing and fast-growing landscape of digital advertising. This morning at 1030 on the Pensacola Expert Panel. The Pensacola Expert Panel, 9 to 11 weekdays on News Radio 92.3 AM 1620. Hi, this is Steve Taylor in the newsroom and making my New Year's resolution, which I keep every year. What's my New Year's resolution? To never make New Year's resolutions. Happy New Year! (laughs) I'm out. 
Kramer. <laughs> that that's my favorite Seinfeld moment out of the whole show is that one moment. And no, I'm not going to explain why. 7:22 on News Radio 92.3. You know the contest episode, or you do not know it, and. That's all I have to say about that. Uh, David Wayne is in the newsroom with our headlines this morning. David, Happy New Year, by the way, sir. Well, Happy New Year to you as well, and also you, Jake. The mayors of two sanctuary cities. See city- that, Jake? You're an also. I'm an also. I'm a plus one. <laughs> oh, what better to be a plus one than not included at all, right? Oh, yeah, by the exactly. way, I, can I say this? I was listening to some of the uh, the shows from the people who were filling in last week, and I love um, Craig's comment about just praising you guys. For all the work you do, you really do spectacular work, both of you. So I just Thank you. so much. Thank you, Jake. I know you're relatively new on the show, and David, I, I know you're you know you're an old man on the show. Uh, <laughs> but I very much appreciate the both of you so much. Go ahead, David. Sorry to interrupt you. The mayors of two sanctuary cities say they want a coordinated and humanitarian process to take on migrants. Uh, on CBS's Face the Nation, Chicago Mayor Brandon Johnson and Denver's Mayor Mike Johnston uh, were, of course, both criticizing Texas Governor Greg Abbott for the. Uh, busloads of migrants that have made their way to his cities. The mayor say they could be better prepared if they were given more advance notice. An author from California's Bay Area, Andrew, feeling the wrath of Taylor Swift's fans on the internet, and Lamott uh, posted on X on Friday that uh, in the new year she was just looking forward to reading less about Taylor Swift. Well, that sentiment was not shared by Taylor Swift's fans. Uh, she's since been bombarded on social media accusing w- by fans accusing her of bashing Swift. Lamott issued a public apology, says she'll try to do better. She apologized? Apologized. Oh, my God. No. You yeah, can't. Look, look, you can't get on the wrong side of the Swifties. Yes, you can. I mean, look, it's not saying that a particular person is bad, flawed, or otherwise to just say, You'd rather not hear about them so much. I mean, there's a lot of things. You know, I I love hamburger. I do not want it every day. I mean, that's not even a criticism of the underlying thing. That's a criticism of a culture that's gotten so out of whack that it wants to show a pop star girlfriend of a football player every time she's in the spectator box of the football game. That's absurd. It's ridiculous. Yeah, I I was watching a Kansas City game, and I I remember – I. I swear, I think the camera was on her more than it was on the field. It was so yeah. much, and it's even been even yesterday's game. You know, the the Bengals Chiefs game, which was a weird kind of game. Um, you know, I'm like, I don't, who who cares? Literally, who cares? Well, apparently they've that's the magic formula for making sure that all of the viewers are included in, in the proceeding. No, it's not. Uh, anyway, so no, I totally share her sentiment right up to the part where she apologized. Uh, David, thanks so much for the update. Seven twenty five on News Radio ninety two three. Oh my God, this Brandon Johnson. I watched this Face the Nation interview yesterday, and I, I really didn't want to get into it today. And so um, I, I will just say this one thing today, and I'll probably come back to this tomorrow. But his argument against Governor Abbott in Texas sending a migrant plane and previously buses of migrants to Chicago. And unfortunately, uh, the governor of Abbott, the governor of Texas, Governor, governor Abbott, of Abbott. Um, is determined to continue to sow seeds of chaos. And last night... And in several nights before, um, a number of buses continued to arrive in the city of Chicago and throughout the country without any coordination. And that's the point, dummy. (laughs) (laughs) The point is for you to feel the pain, the chaos created by 
uncoordinated, disorderly, unregulated flow of people into your community. That's the reason he's doing it, dummy. (laughs) Not to resolve in the new year, I'm going to be nicer to people. No, like... You, he later on in the interview is like, "This is a problem for national security. He's putting people on these planes." Well, why is it a problem for national security, son? Is it is it because uh, you know because these people are unvetted because they might be threats and dangerous? And I mean, <laughs> like, how do you not get that exactly what you're saying is the reason they're doing it? You know, share the pain. That's the point. Because it's very convenient to have uh, let them all across the border attitude when you live in New York and. Illinois and Montana or wherever, but you don't really feel it yourself. On the other hand, where you're in Florida with a million or you're in Texas or California, you know, we have a little bit different perspective on this. And the whole idea is just, you know, everybody needs to feel their fair share of the pain. So I'll I'll come back to this more tomorrow because I have a lot to say about this, but I just, David brought it up and I was stunned. I was just stunned. I mean, how can somebody be, and he kept saying that same exact thing over and over again. I thought you really need a better press person to brief you on whatnot, because the Denver mayor, who was also on there, did not make the same mistake. Mm. He was smart enough not to say those stupid things. 727 on News Radio 923. Uh, Jake's got traffic on the fives. Jake? Well, we're looking great out there this morning. No major slowdowns or accidents to report. I 10 and I 110 are at posted speeds. Highway 98 through Gulf Breeze and Navarre, east and westbound is clear. Chase Street, Gregory Street, Garden Street, Palafox, all checking in good. No slowdowns on Cervantes. Uh, Bayfront also checking in without delay. This traffic report is brought to you by Executive Landscaping. Call us today for all your commercial and premium landscaping needs. If you see anything out there slowing you down this morning, call or text our traffic tip line. 437-1620. I'm Jake Walker with Traffic on the Fives. Thanks so much, Jake. Oh, by the way, we were talking about the uh, the Georgia-Florida State game earlier, and uh, somebody had texted in, I didn't know about all the players that sat out for FSU um, or that they weren't going to, you know, really try in that regard, which, you know, this person says is not a big fan of that either. Um, it seems like being a bad sport. Well, So there's a combination of factors here, just to kind of, you know, explain the FSU side. Um, part of it is that those players are going into the transfer portal, Part of it is there. Many of them are like eligible for you know they're going to be drafted. They're going to play on Sunday, and so they're NFL. And they didn't want to they didn't want to run the risk of an injury in a game that was already and you know of no consequence anymore. And also, you had this issue of protest against the exclusion from being in the last four. I think there's sort of one or a combination of all of those factors were involved. And not really to get into the conversation we had very briefly with Kate on uh, Friday about the you know appropriateness of people sitting out their last game, their bowl game, which has become a much more common thing. I- I'm sympathetic to the argument that people should finish their commitment. I'm also sympathetic to the argument that this is ultimately a financial endeavor for them. And um, why risk an injury in a game where an injury could cost you millions and millions of dollars, especially if it's a game that doesn't matter? Um, I, it's, I just... It's kind of like the argument that people should never leave early, you know, when they get eligible to go to the NFL or the major leagues. And I always think, I mean, go make your money. You don't know what can happen between now and then. You know, the only time I think it really makes sense to hold off is if you're genuinely confident that you can improve your market value by playing the extra year, which does happen. Okay, it does happen. Um, But, you know, for the, you know, stay and get your degree. No, go and get your money. You can always get a degree later. I mean, I want you to get your degree. I want you to have be well-rounded. But, you know, this is a financial investment and so few people managed to make it in the uh you know in the bigs that um i i want you to get your money out of it right now but while you can for sure anyway that's 
my attitude. But yeah, um, that's why they sat out a lot of them, partially because they were going to transfer out the schools, uh, partially because of uh, NFL eligibility, and uh, partially because of well, you know, no. <laughs> Although I would imagine not very many were just playing no. I would just because hard to come back and play next year at FSU and be just playing no and explain that to the coach who's going to coach you again next year. I would think that would be a little bit uh, harder uh, thing to explain to them. Hey, the uh, Mardi Gras, the 12th night Mardi Gras kickoff, Seville, Porter, 5 o'clock Saturday, January 6th. Floats get blessed. It's a big good time. Come on out for it. Stevens, a rough start for 2024 in Japan. Japan has issued tsunami warnings for its western coastal region after a series of powerful earthquakes rocked the Sea of Japan, the strongest quake measuring a magnitude 7.6, according to officials happening at a very shallow depth. Fox's Claudia Cowan there, thousands said to be without power, tsunami warnings issued for the Noto region. December migrant encounters at the southern border exceeding 300,000 for the first time as border and foreign aid talks continue this week in D.C. Take the tools we're willing to give you to stop the inflow, start deporting people here who should be, um, you know, deported, then you'll turn things around pretty quickly. To the Biden administration, accept the tools that will change things and we'll get money for Ukraine. South Carolina, Senator Lindsey Graham on Face the Nation. America's listening to Fox News. Good morning at 7.31 at News Radio 92.3. Happy New Year. 49 degrees right now. Beautiful morning in Pensacola. I'm David Wayne. Pensacola's historic John A. Gibson School Building is now closed. Since the 1970s, it's housed a Head Start program. All the way back in the early 1900s, it was a segregated school. Over the weekend, the building officially closed. It was damaged during Hurricane Sally. We were working to identify resources to remedy those challenges, and we ran out of resource. We ran out of resource to accomplish that. That is Community Action CEO Douglas Brown. They held a ceremony Saturday. Former students and educators all reminisced about the impact the school has had on them. Neighborhood schools. The children that you went to school with were the children you played with. Those were the same children you went to church with. And the Head Start program now moving to a new building. The school district will decide what happens with the Gibson building. A Pensacola man that drowned on a cruise in the Bahamas last week has been identified by family and friends as 55-year-old Jerry Bustamante. Royal Bahamas police say Bustamante was a passenger on a cruise ship and was swimming on Radio Beach in the Bimini Islands along with a family member. The family member then lost sight of Jerry. He was later found unresponsive on the beach. His friends tell Channel 3 he was an incredible human, fisherman, father, son, brother, and a friend to many. Well, the search for a 24-year-old woman that walked out of a local addiction treatment center last week has now ended. Police say Isabel Lawson was found in Phoenix, Arizona, but doesn't want to come back to Florida. Lawson's parents had legal guardianship of her, but it was only valid in the state of Florida. Starting today, shoppers can save some money on items needed to get their kids back to school for the spring semester. Yeah, I think it's a great thing. Anything helps. Kids are expensive. In the spring semester, uh, it's the spring semester back to school sales tax holiday. It's going to run through the 14th of the month. Eligible items include clothing and shoes, school supplies, even computers and accessories. You can get a full list of eligible items at the state's website at floridarevenue.com. Well, there's been another deadly shooting at the Mobile New Year's Eve Moon Pie Drop. 
Uh, it's the second year in a row the event has seen a fatal shooting. Mobile police say they heard a gunshot in the entertainment district about quarter after midnight. The 19-year-old victim was taken to a hospital where he died from his injuries. The victim's name has not been released. Police do say the city's moon pie drop otherwise went well. Uh, last year, it was rocked by a mass shooting when one person was killed and nine others were hurt. Florida House Republicans have filed a bill that would limit what flags can be flown by governments, schools, or colleges in the state. Senate Bill 1120 will be considered during the upcoming legislative session. It would limit government agencies from displaying flags representing any type of political viewpoint, including anything politically partisan, racial, sexual orientation, or gender or political ideology. It would prevent schools from flying LGBTQ plus flags. It is 734 News Radio 92.3. Let's get a look at our traffic on the fives. Jake, what are you seeing? Not seeing anything on the maps out there this morning. No major accidents or slowdowns to report. Looks like Highway 98 east and westbound through Navarre and Gulf Breeze is looking good. Highway 90 out of Milton through Pace this morning. No accidents there. And Highway 29 south through Cantonment is looking good as well. Looking at some of the smaller streets here. Looks like Chase Street, Gregory Street, Garden Street, Palafox all checking in clear. No slowdowns on Cervantes. And Bayfront is checking in without delay. Uh, if you see anything out there slowing you down this morning, let, let us know. Call or text our traffic tip line, 437-1620. I'm Jake Walker with Traffic on the Fives. It is going to be a lovely day today with a small 10% chance of a stray shower. Otherwise, mostly sunny skies, high near 65. Overnight tonight, temperatures dropping into the 30s, 36 degrees for your low. For Tuesday, sunny skies with a high near 57. Tuesday night, temperatures dropping near 43. This is Brooke Richardson for the First Morning Weather Center. Thank you very much, Brooke. And right now, sunshine, beautiful morning, 50 degrees in Pensacola, 49 in Gulf Breeze, and it's 41 in Milton. Our next news at 8 o'clock. We've got breaking news anytime it happens. I'm David Wayne, News Radio 923. When I can't sleep, my mind just races. I think about work, the kids, but I don't think about taking melatonin because I'm afraid I'll feel groggy in the morning. Zequel Pure Z's Gummies has an optimal dose of melatonin for no next day grogginess, so you can fall asleep naturally and wake up feeling refreshed. <sighs> Zequel Pure Z's Gummies for better sleep like never before. And try Pure Z Sleep plus next day energy with melatonin plus extended release B vitamins. The cooler weather in Pensacola is a great time of the year for gardening. Whether it's planting roses, planting shrubs and trees and cool weather color, and of course, planning for spring. This is Mike Wiggins. If you've got gardening questions, we've got answers on the News Radio Garden Line every Tuesday morning at 9 on the Pensacola Expert Panel. And if you miss us on Tuesdays, then catch the Encore Edition every Saturday morning at 9. Sponsored by Pensacola Hardware, Blue Sky Landscaping, Barnes Feed Store, and Lucky's Pine Straw. News Radio Pensacola has you covered no matter where you are or how you like to listen. Tune into our frequencies on 92.3 FM, 95.3 FM, and AM 1620 for the latest breaking news, local updates, and in depth analysis. Can't be near a radio? No problem. Stream us live on our website or through our convenient app. Available for download on your mobile device. Plus, with our smart device integration, you can ask your virtual assistant to play News Radio 92.3 and we'll be right there with you. It's News Radio Pensacola.
738 News Radio 923. Happy New Year. Good to be here with you on this New Year's Day celebration. Woohoo! Hope you had a good time last night. Hope the uh, fireworks didn't drive your dogs too crazy. We got one dog that can handle it, and one dog that just late in life she decided, nope, not for me anymore. And she's so uncomfortable the whole time. But um, I am not one of these dog owners that's like, therefore, you all ought to control yourselves. No, I, you know, I mean. You do your thing, we'll do our thing, it'll be over in a couple hours, and no big deal. Um, and I know some some dogs take it very badly, and okay, I mean, that just is. You know, freedom is sometimes irritating to other people, or other pets. 738 on News Radio 92.3. Jake, you were saying you had some kind of a, uh insight about the immigrant song? Well, if you'll listen to the beginning of that, I'll, I'll play it again for you here. Listen to the very beginning of the track, and they, and they left it in. You hear that? You can hear the count off. You, you hear uh, probably what is John Bonham counting off the song back there in the background I'll, I'll play the and and you hear like a um and uh i've always wondered about that and there's either there i have a theory about this i haven't looked it up i need to do some research but my my theory i have two theories on this one is with you know that was recorded to two inch tape uh and it's a reel-to-reel tape so it's tape moving from one reel onto the next and it's being recorded on and once you do that enough times if you do enough takes on the on the tape Eventually, you know, if you'll remember, if anybody ever dubbed uh, cassette tapes back in the day, when you would start something that you recorded and then start again and then start again and then start again, every once in a while you would hear a from the the many takes being recorded over top of each other. Um, And it's either that or when they were actually putting the master to the final piece of tape that was, you know, mixed and ready to go. The guy was like, oh, I forgot to crank the volume. So you hear him actually stepping the volume control because you hear everything getting louder. So I'm not sure. I need to do some research on that. But yeah, you hear, I think what's Bonham, uh, John Bonham in the back going one, two, three, four. And you hear that, that step up. So it's pretty interesting. I don't know. There's just little things I hear. I know. And well, and as a musician, I mean, you just, you know, some of the stories you tell is fantastic. (laughs) Um, so we haven't uh, just uh, got a text in. This is good for traffic news that um, apparently right at the floor of Bama, the report was that you've got a van on fire and FHP may have the road closed. Ooh. So uh, on my traffic map, it shows uh, basically nothing is moving in either direction right across from Atlantis, right at Atlantis. So. I don't have information at the moment to tell you for sure that it is closed, closed. I will double check on that and see if I can't get a hold of uh, Scambia Traffic or whatever, um, or F, uh, FHP. But that's the report we got in. So thank you so much. We are still here. We are live. So feel, please feel free to call in your uh, traffic at 437-1620 right. uh, or to text it in. 437-1620 is just as useful to us. Thank you so much for that note. Uh, 741 here on News Radio 92.3. Um, what was your big story of 2023? What's the... Uh, if you look back on it, you know, I did this thing with WSRE do it every year where Jeff Weeks and I and uh, Rick Outson and Lisa Savage from the PNJ, we get together and we talk about and, and sometimes different people. But um, like last I think it was last year or the year before I couldn't do it for some reason or other vacation or something. Anyway, um, so we have a good conversation. You can find the video online, you know, at WSRE, the year in review, it's called. Um, what did you think was the kind of the big defining if you had to take away? Maybe not necessarily was the big story, but what's the one that's going to matter the most going forward is also another way to look at this and um as far as like big stories in pensacola 437-1620 text me your answer 437-1620 uh i think that probably one of if not the big story the baptist move was huge i mean that's an enormous story right Uh, two-thirds of a billion dollar new facility that's no small thing um all that money spent here locally you know right to build the thing for hiring and 
employment, but also the impact that's going to have on vacating the old facility, a problem which is still not resolved and is an ongoing multi-million dollar project to figure out, you know, how to get that paid for the demolition and then, you know, who's really responsible for it and then what gets done with all that land and, you know, what is the loss of medical services in community going to mean to the people who do live in that community? I mean, there's, you know, and jobs close by. I mean, there's all kinds of stuff that that's, a, that's relevant for. Um, I think, you know, you've got to say that the massive millions of dollars of grant money that came in to the city is a pretty big story. And a byproduct of D.C. really hiring full-time grant writers, creating a division for grant writing for the city of Pensacola. That has obviously paid off. Big dividends already. Uh, and I, you know, I said it on the show. I would say it again to anybody who asked it. You know, I don't understand why Escambia County doesn't approach it this way. Uh, Santa Rosa County has it. And it works for them. Um, they have really good grant writers. And I was actually in Leadership Santa Rosa with one of them. She's fantastic. Uh, hi, Nazy. Um, <laughs> uh, Milton has really good grant writers. That's what made it possible to build the wastewater treatment plant was all the grants. Um, and then Scamby does, you know, I've talked to Wes Moreno about this, and he's a county administrator, and he says um, he likes it better for having the, you know, the department heads. They know the best. And so that, you know, the grant writer doesn't have to come take time away from the department people while they I don't know, man. The grant writing, grant writing is a specialized thing. You know, it really is. And uh, it pays off to have those people. And they, I mean, those positions always pay for themselves. You know, you hire somebody who's making, you know, God knows what, 80, 100, 150. I don't know. Any, I, I could look it up, but I don't, you know, whatever they're making. And they, they bring in a couple million dollars. So I'm done. <laughs> you know, easy, right? It's way, you've made way more for the, the, the municipality than it costs to have you at it. Um, spot shotter might turn out to be a big deal. I'm cautiously optimistic. It's clearly going to make a difference in crime fighting. The question is how much effect does it have overall on crime and or catching people who engage in shooting that, you know, that's kind of a remains to be seen. Do people who engage in criminal shooting, do they adapt around it do they stop doing it do we catch more of them and get them off the streets because they stumble into its web i don't know i don't know but i'm, I'm kind of curious to see how that pans out i think panhandling was a pretty big story in 20 it's been a big story every year i've lived here but the difference is we now have ordinances in process they're not quite done yet but for escambia and for the city of pensacola and also the one that's been proposed by uh alex andrade at the state level that if implemented and not thwarted by a lawsuit might make a pretty big change happen in that regard. We'll see. You know, a lot of things are kind of a, you know, we're going to have to see how this all plays out. Um, Housing affordability and the market supply of that was a big story this year. Uh, Insurance. Oh my God. Homeowners insurance is good Lord. Wow. And you know, what's going on in the state of Florida with regard to that, um, OLF8, the fact that it has not yet, still not yet. And we've had that, we've had possession of OLF8 now for, is it five years? I'm trying to think back how long it's been, but I believe Jack Brown was still the county administrator when we took possession of OLF8 from the Navy. And one hopes it does not become another version of the tech park to just sit there and embarrass us all. Um, I certainly hope that, but community maritime park being underdeveloped, sitting there embarrassing us all for a long time. Um, you know, except for just those couple of pieces, 
we'll see. Time will tell. I don't, I can't promise you that, you know, there's maybe the right people that are involved in that process now that are interested in it, but I, you know, cautious optimism, but you got to be cautious based on the past, right? Four three seven sixteen twenty. Oh, the skate park. Somebody texted in. Absolutely. Opening the skate park was a huge story this year. That finally coming to fruition and the grant funding that's going to create for all the rest of the Hollis T. Williams stormwater project all around that. That's going to dramatically transform everything underneath I-110. No, I agree. That's a very good one. Uh, oh, somebody else. Well, I guess you'll get to that in your traffic. Sorry about that. Um, those are some of the stories. The recycling that's kind of the limbo recycling in the city and, you know, shifting sands, it seems like, on recycling in the vicinity. Those are some of the things. Uh, UWF having its first year in a new head coach, Caleb Nobles, go 8-4 and four, but lose in the first round of the playoffs. That, that was an interesting little story. The failure to pr- incorporate Perdido. It's kind of an interesting story this year. I will come back to this in just a second. Text me your big story of uh, 2023 if you want to on this New Year's Day. Jake's got traffic on the fives. Jake? Okay, an update of what we were talking about earlier of the – it's just east of the Florabama traffic signal. Uh, Looks like uh, we got a a text in from the traffic tip line here. Somebody's saying that a van hit a utility pole and has already burned up. The fire is out. Looks like FHP is doing an investigation. Uh, The traffic is moving slowly through that area. Uh, it's actually going through the parking lot of the north on a, on the north side of that road there. I'm not sure which parking lot, uh, but just the main road is blocked, and they have five or six troopers blocking the road on the scene there. So just use caution if you're headed out to Florabama uh, this this morning. Uh, let's see here on our roads here. 98 uh, is looking good west and eastbound through Navarre and Gulf Breeze. Also, Highway 90 coming out of Milton through Pace this morning is clear, and Highway 29 south through Cantonment. Uh, is accident free. If you see anything out there slowing you down, let us know. Call or text our traffic tip line 437-1620. I'm Jake Walker with Traffic on the Fives. Thanks so much, Jake. Back to the uh, biggest news stories of 2023. And of course, I mean, there's a lot of international things we could talk about. Israel, obviously a major story, but I'm you know more focused on Florida and or local Escambia in Santa Rosa County. Um, oh, our good friend John Hutchinson, who filled in for me while I was gone, is you know very, very good at that. I super appreciate it, John. Thank you for listening. Um, John says America's Cup. Absolutely. America's Cup is one of those things that has tremendous potential to change this area uh, for the good and to change what happens at the port and to bring new business here and to bring other, you know, sailing interests. Yeah, no, I agree with that. That's a big story. The old soccer fields on US-29 being developed into the trucking distribution center. That's a big story about a part of the county that was just never nothing for a long time. And now all of a sudden it's going to be and there's going to be a. Uh, a Wawa there at that corner, and they're going to build a road to connect from W Street over to Old Palafox. I mean, I, I mean, I guess it's technically Palafox. I was called Old Palafox. I don't know. Um, other than the, the Bergosh texts, obviously huge story this year, and that's one that's got like 18 dimensions to it. It's going to be interesting how that plays out this year in connection to, for example, the lawsuit by Deanna Oleski, the medical examiner against the funeral directors, yet to be included in that are either of the um, commissioners who were embroiled in that. We'll see what happens. Uh, the lawsuit with Ramey Adler, the former medical director, uh, over the, those texts, that's kind of part of how that all came to light. And other things that might be in there. Everything from the question of, you know, when Ginger uh, Bowden Madden winds up invest- finishing up her investigation of those texts, you know, what does that mean for Commissioner Burgosh in terms of sunshine law or gerrymandering or anything else that might come up? I mean, who knows? The uh, District 1 Medical Examiner Facility being agreed to, and then all the drama back and forth between her and, again, the funeral directors and, you know, Stephen Barry and all of that stuff. Uh, We got the bridge lights being operational now. It's kind of a neat story that's going to have an ongoing benefit to the city and the two-county area. Um, 
Another one that caught my attention, and this this is one where like there's a lot of things that happen. You're like, oh yeah, oh god. Um, NAS Pensacola's reopened to the public, right? That huge story, right? Huge development for us. The fact that it had been closed for what three and a half years, and now is just back open. Like we're just back to where we were before. You know, why did it have to wait so long? Well, don't know. I mean, I mean we do know, but that's you know that's kind of the thing. Um, <laughs> I would. <laughs> I would be remiss not to mention Milton. Because <laughs> Milton did have a little bit of news this year, and not only because of the soap opera treatment that they deserve uh, in the Milton City Council meetings, but all the drama over the wastewater treatment plant, and then Randy Jorgensen retiring, and the will-we-won't-we we hokey-pokey of trying to hire a city manager, and the, you know... The mayor versus Alex Andrade and the clerk versus everybody and the, you know, Mike, or uh, you know, um, <laughs> uh, still has not released text. I mean, there's Sunshine Law investigations and all that. Scott Collins coming to town. All of that. You remember all of that, right? That's that's that was a big story this year. Um, and so, you know, we might forget in Escambia County, the school fights, which is also in Santa Rosa County over the books. Um, that's a big one. The, the firing of Tim Smith, huge story for Escambia County, right? And, uh, pointing of, uh, Keith Leonard as the interim, he'll probably become the, uh, the full-time superintendent, uh, Warrington middle becoming War- Warrington prep. I mean, that's like, really, these are all things that happened this year. The, uh, Matt Gates' central role in the changing of the House speakership. We'll see what the you know result of all that is, but that's a you know obviously that's the kind of thing that look that's going to have a big impact for an awfully long time. And we're still waiting on some results uh, from the Dobbs decision. We're still waiting on the uh, Florida State Supreme Court to issue a ruling on whether the privacy amendment protects or does not protect abortion. So I don't know. That's just come, some of the things that are on my list. I'm sure I. I forgot some, but, um, you know, those are some of the things that we saw this year that were pretty big developments. 437-1620. Oh, somebody asked a question, you know, where's Ryan Jenkins? Because we always talked to him the first of the month, first Monday of the month. Uh, I talked to him last night, and we both decided that uh, let's have him on next Monday, you know, because when people are kind of back to their schedules, even though it is the first of the month, it is the holiday, and a lot of people are, you know, um, doing whatever other things. And so I just wanted to give him a chance to – I have the most people hear the stuff that he talks about. That's really what we, we talked about last night. 437-1624-37-1620. I'm Andrew McKay. Ho, ho, ho. The Christmas magic doesn't stop at Jim's Firearms. Hope you had a fantastic holiday season. At Jim's Firearms, they're bringing you a second Christmas. A chance to add a little extra firepower. Elevate your shooting experience and turn those gift cards into something that packs a punch. Upgrade your arsenal with cutting-edge firearms, precise optics, and top-of-the-line accessories. Make this second Christmas one to remember. Jim's Firearms is at the corner of Blue Angel Parkway and Sorrento Road. And online at jimsfirearms.net. Serving overseas was just the beginning. We might be home from war, but our mission continues in communities all across the country. It's why we're out there in times of peace and crisis, providing meals to the hungry and supplies to the sick. It's why we're giving strength to those who are too weak and bringing resources to those without them. Service doesn't stop when we're done serving. It's what makes us the VFW. Learn more at vfw.org. This is Lewis Fair from the Lewis Fair Company. Wishing you a safe and happy holidays. Please don't text and drive or drink and drive. May your Christmas be filled with joy, love, and laughter. 
This is Monroe Watley at Frontier Motors wishing you a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. From all of us at the WEAR Morning News, and there's a lot more of us than you see every day on TV, we certainly wish you Happy Holidays. From our family to yours, all the joys of the season. Hey, it's Andrew McKay wishing you a Happy New Year from all of us at News Radio 92.3. News Radio 92.3. Informative, local, dependable. Good morning, happy new year, 755 here on New Year's Day on News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. Oh, I did want to say one thing because I got that text in from John Hutchinson about American Magic, and that's a good note about this Things that happened this past year. Um, I was going back and I was listening to some of the uh, the folks that the days were filling in for me, and I really appreciate everybody who does that. I know it's hard. I know it's different. It's different. Yeah, everybody, they, oh, yeah, I can do that. And then they get into it and like, oh, wow, this is more than I thought. Yeah, I, I know. I'm sorry. Uh, but you all do such good work at it. Uh, but John had a really interesting segment about the uh, failure to incorporate Perdido, uh, Perdido into a city. And he made a comment in there that I thought was just, it was a particularly important comment that I don't think I had talked about when I had analyzed this the various times. But he said, um, you know, how much effort has been expended to solve the problems of Escambia County's failures that lead you to want to have a Perdido? Um, how much effort has been expended to solve those problems by going through the existing apparatus of government? That's a fair question, right? Because um, the effort to incorporate is, this is not 100% true, but you know there's a little bit of truth in this that that's kind of a secession. You know, like we are pulling out of your governmental authority and we are creating our own. Now, it's not a real genuine pullout because you're still under the county um, and you still pay taxes to the county and they still provide a lot of services. But, you know, that's there's something of that. Right. If you were super happy with how the county was doing things, you'd never want to incorporate. Right. I mean, this is true. So the question is, you know, like if you read the Declaration of Independence, they list all the things they tried to do to fix the relationship with Great Britain before they tried to secede. And, of course, you know, that's what justified the secession is that they tried all that. And I just don't know how much of that's really been done to try to fix the problems with the county. Now, I also recognize that the county has made some pretty significant failures to address the kinds of issues that the we are pretty dope people have wanted to solve. So I'm not saying they've done nothing, and I'm not saying there's a lot of hope that it would be fixed. I'm just saying that's a fair concern. And the other thing, and you mentioned this, and I hadn't really thought about it this way, is typically when you have a city, you have a downtown. What is downtown Perdido? I, I mean, you know, there isn't one. And it's, I mean, it's just, you know, it doesn't mean you can't have a city. It's just, it's kind of an interesting observation I had not thought of. And that's why, you know, I like listening to what other people have to say about stuff. So I appreciate you all filling in, especially you, John, for those uh, insights. And I mean, not that I didn't learn anything from, you know, Anna or from Craig. I'm just saying that that one came to mind. 757, Jake's got traffic on the fives. Uh, Jake, how does, speaking of Perdido, how is uh, the floor Bama looking right now? Uh, well, it's starting to get cleared up there. They are uh, they do have traffic routed through a parking lot to get around that intersection. 
uh, where we had a van uh, that crashed into a uh, utility pole and caught fire earlier. Uh, crews are on the scene, though. They've got it uh, contained. The fire is out. So uh, if you are uh, driving a, a bigger truck this morning, let's see what uh, exactly what kind of truck they said here. 53-footers, I think they said. 53-footers. So, yeah, if you're headed westbound uh, and you've, you've got a pretty big truck there, it, it's, it might be a little difficult getting through that parking lot, but, uh, but it, it, you know, slow going, you should be able to get through there. So just use caution. If you can avoid that intersection and get around it somehow, uh, please do. Uh, otherwise, around town, Highway 98 is looking good. Highway 90 out of Milton and Pace is looking clear. Highway 29 south through Cantonment is accident-free. If you see anything out there slowing you down, let us know. Call or text our traffic tip line, 437-1620. I'm Jake Walker with Traffic on the Fives. Thanks so much, Jake. David Wayne's got our headlines. David? Well, several people were hurt in a series of earthquakes and tsunamis in Japan. NBC's Joe Fryer has the latest. A series of powerful earthquakes struck central Japan overnight, triggering tsunami warnings in the region and knocking out power to tens of thousands of homes. The strongest earthquake was uh, reported at a magnitude 7.5. One video on social media showed a train station shaking and losing power. The XFL and USFL Spring Football Leagues have now formally announced they will be merging into the United Football League. Uh, that new league will play their first game at the end of March when the two leagues' respective champions meet up on the field. All right, uh, David, thanks so much for the update. 759 here on News Radio 92.3. If you've got a plumbing issue of any kind, a leak, a drip, a weird sound in the wall when you flush the toilet or turn on the faucet, that's not good. The plumbing should not talk back to you. And if it does and then it stops, that's even worse. Uh, 477-8782 for Barberry Plumbing. Flat rate pricing by the job, not by the time it takes. Barberry Plumbing, they'll take care of you. Listen on air at 92.3, 95.3, and AM 1620. News Radio 92.3, WNRP, Golf Breeze, Milton, Pensacola.